0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. So it's just me and our special guest, Alicia Ortiz. How are you? I'm great. And yourself? I'm I'm
1: good. I'm good. No complaints. Welcome to the Swirl Suite. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here today. I know we had the chance to meet for the first time in person Mm -hmm. uh, last year, so I'm super, super excited to be here today.
0: Yes, of course. Please introduce yourself to everybody and tell everybody what you do.
1: Yeah, so I'm Alicia Ortiz and I am the head of marketing at SIPT, which is a personal wine recommender and online marketplace that uses artificial intelligence to match you to wines for your unique taste profile. Hmm. And so
0: I did, when we met in person, I did download the app. So I've been playing with it, just going through all the features. It's really fancy. I didn't, I mean, I've used wine apps before, but this, this was very impressive.
1: Thank you. We, we really pride ourselves on having a very intuitive, like easy to understand interface. That's just super modern and, you know, approachable at the end of the day. It's all about ability and personalization. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about some of the features of the app. Yeah. So like I said, we um, launched our mobile application in spring of 2021. So it's completely free on the Apple and Google Play stores. And it is all about approachability to wine and personalization to wine, because at the end of the day, we all have very unique taste preferences. Mm-hmm. So essentially, we really provide you with being able to give you easy to understand. I like to say bite-sized pieces of wine information Okay, to really help you you know, feel more confident confident in your wine purchasing decisions, as well as your wine selection decisions when you're out at a grocery store or at a restaurant. Um, so when it comes to those like feature elements, taste match is is the, the biggest thing with personalized recommendations. And essentially what that is, is this one to hundred percent personalized wine score that tells you how much you're going to enjoy the wine.
0: Ah, and do you take like a survey or something before to like to, is that the taste match kind of thing? Yeah. So okay. hmm
1: it's a super simple process to get started. Essentially, once you download the app and sign up, we get to learn you a little bit more and we ask you what different wine styles and wine varietals you enjoy. Mm. And then from there, we ask you to rate three wines you've had in the past. So, whether you really love the wine, whether you had a bad experience with that wine and you don't want us to recommend something similar, you input that on a one to five star scale. And that is what unlocks your taste match, to tens of thousands of wines on our platform.
0: Gotcha. So I was following your social media um, recently, and I saw that you have a feature that helps you pick out a wine for a group.
1: Yes. One of my favorites, definitely one (laughs) of my favorites. We launched it right before the holiday season, which is super timely considering of course the holidays you're typically with friends, family, and loved ones. And that is called combined taste match. Hmm it essentially allows like, let's say you and I are having a little girls night out and Mm -hmm. we're going to a restaurant. Uh, I can tell the app that you and I are dining together, take a photo of a restaurant wine menu, and we're going to see which wines best match our palate. So it combines our taste profiles to see recommendations for the group. That's so nice. And
0: so, and also I noticed in the app that you guys have like um, different categories for wine. So I know I saw, Wait, I thought I wrote them down. Okay, so I saw dry January, which is really cool. That seems to be really popular. So you have all your like light and dry wines. It's cool.
1: Um, yes. What's for dinner and budget friendly? Yes. Yeah, so we have Dryest January, which are, is our take on dry January. Yeah. Essentially, it's two different wine lists. Um, we have the low ABV wine. So if you're you now wanting to partake in the trend, watch your alcohol intake a little bit for the start of the year, you have those options and we serve up those top matches to you. Um, So essentially anything that's above that, like 90 percentile taste match score. And then we also have dry wines. (laughs) So if you don't want (laughs) to partake in a low (laughs) MVP, just pick a dry wine to enjoy and have a good time. Everything is, again, tailored to your personal preferences. And then when you mentioned the What's for Dinner collection, that is easily one of our most enjoyed collections that we have within the application because it's really just easy wine pairings to certain Mm -hmm. foods that you typically pair with. So you have, you know, your collection of top matches for steak or poultry or potatoes and one of my favorites, coffee and chocolate, because I have a major sweet tooth. That's so cool. And you're budget friendly. Yeah. Well, everyone loves a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> so budget friendly yeah. is essentially your top taste match wines under $20. Huh. Easily the most shopped collection for me personally, (laughs) because I like to have, you know, an everyday drinker just on hand. I don't have to worry about, you know, if I'm having friends over, it's going to be a crazy expensive bottle that I'm trying to save for a special occasion or holiday. Um, So yeah, it's a really, really wonderful collection that makes it super easy to find some good
0: value wines. So uh, two questions. So the first one, um, does the app tell you where to get these wines and how do you guys
1: select the wines that are in that? Yeah. So when it comes to where you can buy them, we connect to three different retailers. Okay. The largest is wine.com. Um, second, we have wine spies, which does really amazing deals, like up to 70% off on unique long tail wines. And then we also have Calvert Woodley, which is a DC based wine shop. Very nice. I uh, love that
0: place. Is- I know you're so <laughs>
1: close. You have to stop on back <laughs> Yeah, so it's great to be able to order online. And then with Calvert Woodley, of course, you can pick up in store considering they are in the DC area if you're over there.
0: I love that. I love that. Oh, and I also noticed the blogs that are within the app.
1: Everything for us goes back to that approachability standpoint. So really when it comes to the blog topics, we, we kind of separated into two different um, points here. One is just wine one-on-one. It's that super easy to understand basic bits of information that are going to help you feel a lot more confident within your selections and overall wine education. Um, and then two is really just tips on how to get the most out of sip within the blog. So we really highlight some of our major features, uh, like going back to the restaurant mind menu scanner that lets you snap a photo of a wine menu and see which wines are going to like, as well as a few food pairings, um, filter by like price point that just really wonderful features like that. And then also new releases when it comes to what else you can explore with the app. So we show you how to combine your taste match with friends, the invite process and everything similar.
0: So our last guest, he was also in marketing, but he was a marketer for a winery. He said that um, his job is, was pretty much to brag, to brag about the winery. So, <laughs> so tell me about your role um, with SIP and what you do.
1: Well, I definitely have to agree with that one. It's, it's fun too, because it's wine. <laughs> yeah. But really, uh, we're a small startup based out of DC. So there's less than 10 of us on the team, which mm-hmm. means everyone really wears a lot of different hats at um, which I like because it really just means that none of my days are the same. And yeah. you get to really balance between a lot of topic points. Um, for myself, I handle a lot of the traditional public relations and tra- traditional media. So let's say, Press releases, pitches, and media reach outs that also can shift. So different brand activations between consumers and consumer tastings where we can showcase the product in person or showcase application in person, as well as different like industry events like you and I initially collaborated on and met in person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, then it goes like content creation. So showing off the features, whether that be with a TikTok and Instagram reel, mm-hmm. and- Content that really ties back to that initial wine education for that younger consumer just getting started who's wanting to learn about their palate, build it, and trust it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the list
0: goes on and on. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. What, do you, uh, what do you love about your job? And on the other hand, like what is the most challenging part about your role?
1: Yeah. Well, so when it comes to loves, a big thing is conversation. Like I genuinely just love being able to engage with people. And it's, it's kind of like multifaceted there. So when it comes to the application, the company SIP really does love to do user feedback calls. It essentially helps us, um, one, get connected with our audience, understand their likes and their dislikes, but to help us mold that to frame the application for future use. Um, so it's really wonderful to be able to actually talk to people who are using the app, um, understand what they're liking about it and what we can change for, for that. And then two, it's also just like engagements like this. It's fun to be able to yeah. talk to people who have that similar passion and love for the industry and just have a good time. Um, there's also industry connections. We're actually starting up a ambassador program for sommeliers and wine educators mm. that really, you know, put it in the foreground of, but again, between that, like younger, beginner wine drinker, and we're really wanting to further assist sommeliers and educators and in-house psalms to have, um, good conversations with that average consumer who feels that like wine pressure and wine anxiety when they're at a store and uncertain about the, their selections mm. or at a restaurant and confused by that wine menu. So really like, trying to like bridge that gap when it comes to to consumers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, conversation in general when it comes to loves and then to get to more of those challenging positions, I really can't complain with the industry I'm in. Again, wine is fun. Technology advancement is really cool. I, I, came, I come from an aerospace background, so I've always been very much so intrigued with different innovations and, and projects in that manner. Uh, but it's really about just keeping up with digital marketing. You know, everything is ever changing, whether it be a social media algorithm or SEO changes on the background or a Google platform. We just have to keep up with what's happening and make those iterations.
0: No, now back up. You said you have a background in aerospace. How? How? How did this happen? Yeah, what was so the shift? Yeah,
1: it was a little bit of a shift. Um, so I grew up on the Space Coast of Florida. Have you ever traveled to like Kennedy Space Center or Central Florida? No. Mm-mm. I highly recommend it, you know, get away from the winter months in DC and come down to the sunshine in Florida. (laughs) But yeah, I grew up on the Space Coast of Florida, which really just means that I saw a lot of the launches from Kennedy Space Center and NASA in my backyard. And I mean that, like, I would feel the windows of my home shake because we were that close. So naturally, that just really piqued my interest into the field. Granted, I am in no way an engineer or or anything technical in that regard. I'm in communications and marketing for a reason. (laughs) So I entered within their public affairs office at one of NASA's prime contractors at Kennedy. Had a wonderful time, went into media relations, government affairs. It was social media content creation and just about everything in between. Before I really shifted from Kennedy Space Center to Maury Associates, which is another NASA contractor based in Maryland, where I connected with the CTO of that company, Blake Hershey, in 2019, who told me about his idea for SIPT. And then that's really where we transitioned from aerospace communications to wine tech communications.
0: Wow. Interesting. So were you a wine drinker before you started to work with SIP?
1: Yes and no. So I liked wine, but I was very much so at that beginning stage of my journey where I was coming from drinking the Moscato at CVS, coming from the cheapest wine that I could get Mm -hmm. (laughs) and have a good time with my girlfriends. Wine was very much social um, and around conversation and just having a good time when I was catching up with my friends. But I really saw that vision that Blake told me about when it came to creating a more inclusive wine experience for those younger, less experienced wine drinkers because I was that person. And it was really breaking down that like traditional view of wine as intimidating and confusing and maybe snob, like at times and really seeing myself and who, who was creating that app for, I knew I wanted to join the team.
0: Huh. So how much has your palate changed? What are some of the wines that you like now?
1: Yes. Cobb Bronx. I am always down. I will never say no. <laughs> I also really love Sangiovese and Bionier, Um, but my palate has really shifted. I used to be a lot more of, you know, like the sweet, again, Moscato's sure. and Rieslings yeah. Yeah. went into some of the whites, you know, Pinot yeah. Gris, Pinot Gris, Bionier, and now I'm like red 95% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. That's usually how it starts. That's awesome. Though. Yeah.
1: How about yourself? What are some of your favorites?
0: Oh, goodness. There are so many factors that affect what I'm in the mood for Um, today. Well, this week I've been drinking a lot of reds because it's so cold. Um, I mean, record low temperatures here and snow. So a a lot of big reds and like Mm -hmm. um, tomato based soups, that kind of thing. A lot of that. But I'm always sparkling is always going to be number one. I love Kava's. uh, some nice Prosecco's that are well done. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. Anything bubbles. I like champagne. It's not always in my budget most of the time, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, drink a little bit of everything, but right now, honestly, it's big reds or either bubbles.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's definitely like the round the time for the seasonal yeah. hit of the end of the holiday season, sort of the new year. And then yeah. And I feel you because I'm in Chicago right now and it has oh. been snowing for the past couple of days. Oh my and goodness. Outside and I think I'm just going to open up a bottle of red right after this podcast interview as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> so, uh, we have a, a handful of closeout questions to ask you. Um, I will both answer them. It should be fun. Okay. The
1: first question is what do you do for fun? Yes. So I am a big family gal. I come from a very close-knit Hispanic family, so anytime I am back in Florida, I generally just love spending my time with them. It's all about cooking and, you know, trying different cocktails at home, having karaoke parties, spending time with all of my cousins, Uh, just always always a party when I'm with them. And then when I'm, you know, out in a different city, like I typically am going back and forth between like Miami and Chicago and some Washington, D.C. as well, I love cocktails. I love a good happy hour. I love charcuterie boards. I like those experiential places. So anytime I can check out a, a new shop, a new wine bar a new restaurant, I'm always down. How about you? Uh, uh, pretty much
0: the same. Uh, I don't come from a, <laughs> a super, super big family though, but, um, my niece, she is five, but she seems like she's a mentally mature five. So we're playing oh. Monopoly. Monopoly is her game. Um, she loves, <laughs> loves when people owe her money. So it's really cute to watch her, watch her little brain work Monopoly. So that's really fun. Um, I went back to the hotel bar that we met at. I was so impressed and I, I know I had to, uh, I, I was on a tight schedule that day. So I had to leave a little early, but uh, I told my husband, I was like, yes, so we have to, we have a new bar. That's it. We have a new bar <laughs> spot. And so we've been back. Um yes. Yeah, I love bars. I love cocktails. Um, I love places with um, just like a good ambiance, you know. Mm-hmm. And definitely, uh, oh, we're, guys, we're talking about the Conrad Hotel. Um, their rooftop—well, is it a rooftop? I don't know if it's a rooftop, but their their hotel bar is really, really nice.
1: Um, a beautiful yeah. view too. I love yeah. that view. The free.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And everybody knows I like to cook. Um, <laughs> yep. so yeah. So I like to eat. I like to cook. So
1: I love I it on your Instagram stories. I'm like, yeah. oh, swipe up, fire emoji.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So the next question is, do you have a favorite hotel?
1: <sighs> that is hard. That is really hard. I'm sure you travel a lot. So I definitely was hit by a travel bug prior to everything, you know, with COVID, mm-hmm. yeah. but One experience that really sticks out to me was traveling to Riviera Maya in Cancun Hmm. at the Haven resort. It was the first time I ever did an all-inclusive experience. What was the the resort name again? uh, Haven, Haven Resort. Okay. Yeah. It's, I think about 20 to 30 minutes cab ride South of uh, the Cancun airport, Hmm. but just super nice white, Sand Beach, the staff was just absolutely amazing and hospitable and everyone just truly wants you to have a relaxing time. And that Mm. is all it was. It was amazing. Pina coladas, probably too frequently, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a lot of great seafood and shrimp and scallops and just so relaxing all the time. Mm.
0: That's nice. That sounds great. Um, let's see. I am I don't know if I have a favorite hotel, but I've had a few good experiences in a handful of them. Um, I love the Drake in in Chicago.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, that's a really nice one. Um, I'm pretty much a fan of Kempton hotels. I like their robes and I know what I'm getting. Sort of Mm -hmm. modern, always clean. Yeah, so that, yeah, yeah, I think that's my answer.
1: You know, you say that too. And I really like the Hyatt place in DC. Hmm. I really love the location around like the West end Georgetown area. Yeah. Again, the staff is just super nice and friendly and like, always has a smile on their face, which I love because seeing happy people makes me happy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and yeah, it's a really like solid, clean room. Alone. you know what you're going to get, you know, the area yeah. you're going to be in and it's safe and comfortable. Yep.
0: And I love hotels that have happy hours. It's always nice too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite bar snack?
1: Mm, I'm curious to see if you agree with me, but I really prefer almonds that aren't super salted. Okay. All right. That's nice.
0: So there is the hotel. Um, I've actually never stayed there because it's really, really expensive, but it's the Jefferson hotel in DC. They don't serve regular bar nuts or bar snacks. They serve pickled vegetables, pickled asparagus, carrots, mushrooms. And I feel like it's one more, but you just get this metal bowl and it has these pickled vegetables in it. They're so mm-hmm. good. So good.
1: Okay. All right. So the next time I'm in DC, we're going to the Jefferson bar is what yeah. you're telling me. Yes, right. absolutely. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. It's happening. Great. I actually <laughs> never tried pickled asparagus and a lot of pickled Things, but I keep hearing a lot of great things about it and it being a nice like crunch yeah. topping on a lot of things like avocado yep. toast and such.
0: Mm-hmm, yep. I actually made some at home. It's pretty, pretty easy to make. Yep. Okay, yeah. I'll check yeah. it out. <laughs> okay, next question. What reviews are more important, hotel reviews or restaurant reviews?
1: Hmm, that one's interesting because- For me personally, I'm not one to stay at a super expensive hotel for any need, because if I'm going to a hotel, it's typically because I'm there to travel and see a new city. So personally, I prefer restaurant reviews to really see what items are on the menu when it comes to food, desserts for sure. Like I love, 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 trying out a new dessert, especially if it's something I've never tried in the past. Yeah. Um, Whereas the hotel is typically just a place for me to leave a bag, shower Mm. and have a good night's sleep. (laughs) How okay. <laughs> in all uh
0: true con- uh, you know transparency, I uh, I have family in Ohio. One mm-hmm. time, I uh, we were staying at a little, I don't know, a little hotel, was like garden style walk up or whatever, and it just gave me a bad feeling. It was okay clean, but it just gave, just gave me a bad feeling. Anyway, long story short, I had bed bugs after. So, oh, no. um, I'm going to choose hotel reviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. that's uh, that's most important for me. Um, after that experience, but I do understand the restaurant reviews too. Yeah.
1: Although no, you bring up a really good point about mm-hmm. the hygiene and the sanitation. Yeah, especially because you you just don't know. You don't. Sometimes into a new city.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Especially if I'm going out of the country. Yeah. I'm going to need a recommendation a lot of times. Yeah. (laughs) true. (laughs) All right. Last question. Name a habit that you are trying to
1: break this year. I'll give you two. One with a habit I'm trying to break and one with a habit I want to start. Okay. So when it comes to breaking, I don't want to look at my social media. The first thing Mm. in the morning I think social media is wonderful when it comes to connectivity and really seeing the world through someone else's eyes I think it's such a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. but I also be very distracting right and with anything if there can be too much of anything yeah so really try more so now like looking at trying right to look at more like newsletters more industry news starting off my day with knowledge in that manner instead of immediately going on to a social platform yeah And then when it comes to something that I really want to start doing, I want to get into journaling and just a five minute journal. Is that something that you do? I do. I have two. I have two. So Mm -hmm. I have um, Michelle Obama's book,
0: Becoming. She has a guided journal. So it's like, and it has questions in there. It has questions on every page and it sort of prompts you to journal. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I have this and then um, I don't know if you guys have five and below in Florida. Yes. Yeah. So if you go to their like book, they have a bunch of different journals. So one is called burn after reading. And again, it's a bunch of questions and a bunch of prompts. Sometimes you have to circle in underline things, but it just forces you to think. So yeah, I have those two. So yeah, I'm big into journaling. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I, well, I really like that too, because it just seems like a nice guided practice to get you started. I, yeah. I, I really want to focus on practicing gratitude again, because mm-hmm. it's something that's so important. But it's also one of those things that if you aren't actively thinking about it, it can yeah. so easily be pushed aside with negative emotions or negativity from a day when in reality, focusing on the positive really does make your day so much better and make you feel so much better mentally and physically and emotionally. And I think everything is tied back to that. So I will be looking into your recommendations.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, So mine, I mean, of course you come into the new year with all of these things that you want to change, but I think uh, the two main ones are for me, I have a, you have a sweet tooth. I have a salty tooth. So I like everything salty. So I'm trying to change up like And in like for breakfast, instead of having like eggs and a piece of toast, having yogurt or a smoothie instead, just trying to change it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also I started journaling because I really need to change my thought patterns. A lot of times I will think of something negative before the positive comes in. And it just takes that journey is such a long way. If if I just came out the gate and thought positively about things, then. I think my actions and behaviors would be a lot different. So
1: uh, I completely agree with both those things. Yeah. When it comes to some breakfast options, <laughs> I highly recommend chia seed pudding. It is so super easy to, to make. Have you ever made it? Uh uh-uh. It's literally just almond milk that I put in like a little Mason jar. Uh-huh. Chia seeds, an excellent source of fiber. And then you're able to really mix in with uh, whatever other items you want. So huh. for me, I put in some frozen mixed berries and some cinnamon, mm-hmm. okay. um, mix that all up and put it in your fridge. And then the next morning you have like a thick pudding, like consistency and you get to control how sweet or sa- savory you want it. Wow. Oh, that sounds so good. I, yeah. I have to try it. I have to try totally it. Recommend. And then too, though, when it comes to the journaling component and those negative emotions being the first thing out of your mind, I, I think it's yeah. something that many people struggle with. Yeah. Um, especially I feel like when it comes to what you see online with social media, with mm. that kind of comparison game, that it can be difficult sure. to restructure your mental process. But I mm. think uh, we'll both come out on the other end. There you go. Quite positively. <laughs> Absolutely. So before we go, please tell everybody
0: where they can follow you and where they can follow Sip.
1: Yes. So my Instagram handle is at Alicia Sip. So A-L-I-C-I-A S-I-P-S. And then you can find Sipped on social media at drink, Sipped everywhere, D-R-I-N-K, S-I-P-P-D, so no E. And then our application is completely free on both the Apple and Google Play stores. Just type in SIPT, S-I-P-P-D, and you'll be set to download. Awesome.
0: Alicia, thank you so much for joining me today. This is such a great interview.
1: Thank you so much for allowing me on the swirl feed I was super excited and you made the process extremely easy and comforting and I appreciate you thank you so much I,
0: I really appreciate that it's a lot of hard work sometimes so <laughs> yeah <laughs> hearing those compliments yes they go a long way
1: well I cannot wait to see you in DC next I will let you know when I'm over there
0: yes please do yeah I'm sure things will be a lot better we' we'll have to go have have a drink yeah all right well awesome. thank you thank you have a good night Thanks for joining the Swirl Suite, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. February is super exciting for us. We have all of our guests lined up and one of our episodes will have the entire cast of sparklers from Psalm TV. So follow us on Instagram at Swirl Suite about more details about that and all of our other guests. Don't forget to like, subscribe and leave us five stars. Cheers.